Welcome to Outwitting the Manipulator, the podcast that gives you powerful techniques to protect yourself as the manipulation is taking place. Now here are your hosts, authors, and communication experts, Robin Galinsky and Dr. Dennis Becker. All righty then, folks. Robin and I are experts in manipulation. In this case, we're being manipulated by the technology. So I'm sorry if we're causing you a little bit of angst, but we're here and we're here for you as we are every week and have been for quite some time. And just by way of introduction, I am Dr. Dennis Becker. And next to me here, you see my good colleague and friend, Robin Kolinsky. And we are here to help you control the manipulation you seem to be going under or are near or are being a target of. So that's what we're going to talk about. But we talk about every time we're here. It's are in the book. That's what's on all of our podcasts, and that's why we're here to help you. And the idea is to help you as it is happening. So let's talk about it. What are we going to talk about today, Robin? You want to introduce us? I do. I'm excited to talk about Valentine's Day and how Valentine's Day can, well, in general, it's a manipulative holiday made up by Fallmark to force you to buy chocolate, roses, diamonds, and to be disappointed, generally speaking. Talking about manipulation, right? Even by home. Yeah, we're going to talk about the industry, how the industry manipulate, has manipulated us through that holiday and how a manipulator may use that holiday as well. Since it's appropriate, it's coming up here. So Valentine's Day. I'm not sure a lot of people know, Dennis, that it's a made-up holiday. Yeah. Well, supposedly it's named after St. Valentine's Day or something. This is the rumor I heard when I was kids. Yeah. I don't remember all that stuff, but the fact is that we know it is used by Hallmark and many other products and services to manipulate you into doing and thinking and saying and going and drinking and adding and buying all sorts of stuff. Oh, my gosh. And it just gets, doesn't it seem to get more intense every year? For a year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, we we were, there is a restaurant down here in Florida and they have got, maybe two weeks ago, they started putting pink everything, everywhere. Oh, and oh. you know that the, the meals cost twice as much on Valentine's Day and you have to have a reservation and they're trying to make it into New Year's. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, the whole idea of this making it a holiday. And, and we could talk about this with a lot of holidays, but but it seems to be that Valentine's Day, maybe Christmas, Easter, maybe Halloween. I don't know, but Valentine's Day is certainly a sweet spot for manipulators. Oh my goodness. This is a way, this is a way for them to manipulate you through a lot of the different ta- tactics that we've talked about in the book. And of course, the obvious one is love bombing. Robin, you want to talk a little bit about that first for people who don't know what that is? Well, love bombing is, I think it's one of the only tactics, and Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong, but we have 24 tactics we talk about. I believe it's the only tactic that is, that feels good, that <laughs> feels positive, that doesn't feel icky. Yeah. This yeah. is love bombing. It's, it's exactly what it said. They just bombed love, bombed love. Mm. That means you're, you're worshiped, you're adored, you're, you're cuddled, you're, you're given all these, all the things. It could be, well, there's five love languages, actually. It's a great book. There's five love languages that people have. 
and their gift giving, verbal, verbally telling you I love you, physical affection, quality time, and acts of service. So a good love bomber is probably going to hit all five of those. Yeah, yeah. You know what, though? It's, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know what? Love bombing, might not use this term, but you can also experience that in your work life. So they mean that acts. Right? Yeah. Mean feeling of affection per se and gifts per se and, and physical intimacy per se. No, of course not. But your idea of being complimented and being stroked and being suggested for, for, for leadership roles and all that sort of stuff. That could easily be a form of love bombing in the work setting. The idea, of course, being to help you, make you, cause you to feel so loved, so liked, so admired that they can get you to do almost anything. I'm really glad you brought that up, Dennis, because this is also something that probably isn't on people's radar because you don't normally think. No. Well, for example, if you're going through a job interview process, and you're with a corporation and it's very professional, you would never imagine that you could be being seduced and lulled into a, a coercively controlling relationship. Yeah, yeah. But we know many, many people who've had terrible experiences with coercive control in the office, in their mm. workspace. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you used the word seduced because it tends to have a very sensual kind of a feeling, but seduced means something that they give you something that seems to be perfect to lure you into something. Seduction is a, has several forms as well as love bombing and seduction in job interviews in workplaces can take place. So you don't, I mean, we're talking about love bombings, Valentine's Day and all that. We get that, but let's remember that we're also applying these kinds of things to the workspace as well, because you can be seduced and love bombed in a different way, but it's the same in impact and for the same reason to control you. Yes. For control. This is what we have to remember, right? It's for control. I think the love bombing is the most difficult thing for people to extract themselves from or, or even keep their head on straight because it, 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 if it's done well, and so, in other words, they've actually maybe focused on something that's your own vulnerability and vulnerability or insecurity that you have. And they've focused on that strengthening. For example, I say something like, I just I hate my nose. And then they store that away. And through love bombing, they might say, you have the most exquisite nose I've ever seen. It's cute as a button. It's go. perfect for you. And it's one thing that, you know, sticks out on you and I really, really adore it. So they go right to the jugular, right? And you oh, as a human being is you're gonna have a dopamine response. He might not say sticks out on you. Maybe that not. Yeah. I, okay. I need to practice my game. You're right. You're right. Why not? It might not be the best cup, but I have laughs when your nose sticks out at you. <laughs> it's better than having something sticking out of your nose too. Yeah, but you know um, so you made a good point there that it's something that doesn't just happen, just happens to happen. Valentine's Day or a certain period of time of the year. This is something, as Robin said, that you may have dropped some comment or word or thing that you expressed at some other time of year, maybe at the beginning of the year, long ago, maybe. But they remember. Manipulators remember. 
they're very smart, remember. They they know and they're on they're constant constantly on the lookout for things that you offer as vulnerabilities. We'll talk about that in just a second, but vulnerabilities. And they'll put that away. And remember that you said it. And remember that you said it. And when there is an opportunity, bam, they will bring it back. And they'll bring it back in this sort of love bombing way. But it's something that you have to be careful about because it exudes your vulnerability. Now that's an important word. Robin, talk a little bit about vulnerability, would you please? Well, vulnerability is something that every single human being experiences because there are different times that you're vulnerable. If you get sick, you're vulnerable. If you lose your job, you're vulnerable. If you have a baby, you're vulnerable. If you break your leg, you're vulnerable. There's always something that comes up in your life. You're in a situation, an unknown situation, a new job, an unknown. You're vulnerable. So there's that's something that a lot of people don't like that word because they don't know what it likes to feel that way. And oftentimes we develop something called called armor to protect your vulnerability. But Brene Brown does a lot of work on that. But you can't escape the fact that you're going to have you're going to be vulnerable. A funeral, somebody dies, you're vulnerable. Yeah. Manipulator knows when you're most vulnerable, and they that is their playground. That is their compost-rich soil. That is the fertilest environment they could possibly have. Well, focused on whatever the, the tragedy is or the setback is or the emotion is, they're calculating and planning. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to drug you there. Okay. I just wanted to say that, that sometimes, as Robin's saying, it's a very specific thing that they know you are vulnerable about. about. Say a topic of maybe your mother or something. And they know that you're a sticky issue for you. They will use that, okay, because they know that specific thing. And you know it too, okay. But there are those things that, those times that you may not know that they do know. For example, at a funeral, they know that at a funeral, almost everybody has a sort of mood, a sensitivity to, desire for. Well, they're distracted. They, Of course, it's human. They know that. And that's vulnerability to them, too. Not just about your mother, which they know. But those times when you may not be suspecting that you're vulnerable. It's what we're cautioning you. And we're cautioning you, but at the same time, we know you that vigilance we're saying that you need to have. It's hard to have when you are down and out or hurting or painful or suffering. This is why, ultimately, we always say, get away. Because it doesn't end with them. They don't know how to relate to, connect with other human beings any other way but control. And Dennis, I have a little story. Mm. It, it, it popped into my head with this Valentine's Day and love bombing. So those of you that have read our book or have listened to us for a while know that I'm a target of manipulation when I was young, 22, 23 years old by an older man, decade older than me. And I remember the first card that he gave me and he, it was a blank card. It was a beautiful card and there was nothing inside of it. And that's strange. And I flipped it over and at the very back of the top, he put dot, dot, dot. And I really love the way you look into my eyes. And of course, as a 23 year old, why? Oh, so romantic and creative 
I felt like a jolt go through me of just the love bomb. It's funny now that I'm many years later at 58, looking back on that, and I thought, what about that phrase is a little off there, Dennis? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not I love, I love to look into your beautiful eyes. No, yeah. It's no, the, no, 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 no. It's the way you the look. The way you feel. Those were, those that were, it's about. He has identified something in you that he can then use as a tactic to manipulate you. The way you look, and then it could be, it could be the way you look at me when I'm, when I have my hair cut. The way you look at me when I'm driving a new car, anything. It felt them. So, so if you're young and you're listening to this, I, I, I don't want to be the, the person taking the wind out of your sails and robbing you of your dreams, but it would pay you enormously to, to be more discerning and take a close look at the way things are being worded because they do tip their hand early on. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good point, Robin. I know we, we should say this, maybe we should say this to you folks frequently, but we really are not intending to be doomsday sayers. We're not Debbie Downers here. We know that it's, it's difficult and we know that these guys, these folks are so good at it. If you yeah. see it coming, you may not even know it should until it's happening. And then it's too late, of course, until you do what we tell you, because that's what we're about, what you do when it's happening. But the, the idea is we're not trying to be nasty about this and say it's always awful. It's not weird. They mean it. Sometimes they mean the way the loving things that they say. This is what Oh, you, wait a know. minute. Not a manipulator. They don't mean it. You have to know you're dealing with a manipulator. Right. If you, you, you may not know that, right? If they, but a true, what we define and we call manipulator is that bucket of narcissistic personality disorder, right. sociopath, psychopath. All the things, you know, that people put in there, they cannot relate in the normal way and yeah. you cannot transform them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good point, Robin. I want to, let's reiterate that too, because you cannot fix that. You mm-hmm. might, might want to, because it feels so good to hear those kind of, I want to keep hearing it. If I just tell them that, if I say this, she'll, she won't. No, no. Well, that, get, so that's not going to change. Yeah, love bombing is you, you end up chasing that. It's like, it's like your first, and I've never done this, but let's say what I've heard, your first hit of heroin, your first hit of cocaine, right? And oh, oh, people say it feels so good, but then they keep trying to rehab that experience instead of, and they're chasing it all the time. And it, they can never have that experience again. That's the love bombing is like in the beginning of the relationship. Yeah. It's the hooks. That they hook you in, whether they're a boss that's hired you or a significant other that pulled you in. It could be a relative. It could be, it could be a lot of different things, but yeah. they pull you in with that. And then you're chasing that feeling from then on out. And it yeah. comes out dribs and drabs as the relationship progresses. They'll give you a little teaspoon here and a little teaspoon there just to keep you on the hook. Right. And we've said, you've heard us say this so before, but it feels so good. Until it doesn't. Yeah. It can be quite shocking when that mask falls off and they flip. Yeah. yeah. It's literally shocking. It's a sh- it's just the exact opposite of the feeling you have with the love bombing. It's this thinking in the pit of your stomach. It's this terrible, terrible feeling. And usually you're in deep enough that you can't get away easily. And 
typically, if they've got their sights on you and they're trying to pull you in, they're not going to let you get away that easily. They're going to double, triple down. They've got all kinds of tactics. This is mm-hmm. why we never run out of things to talk about in our podcast. <laughs> now, now, tactics, let's expand that a little bit. Because we mentioned earlier on in t- today's visit, the reference of hallmark cards and so forth. Mm-hmm. How they manipulate your thinking and your desires and your wants and your expectations and so forth. It's not just Hallmark cards, though. Take a look at some of the radio and television commercials. Let's take television because you can see. What do you see when they're advertising jewelry or clothing or something? If he loves you, he'll get you a one-carat no. diamond. It, this is, it happens in so many ways. It's their effort to say to you, you're not worth it in his or her eyes until you get this kind of behavior. And that kind of behavior means buy one of our things, give them one of these things, take them out of this particular place. It's all a manipulative tactic on a corporate level to get you to buy, to enlist in, to subscribe or whatever. So this isn't just about love bombing with sensuality and sending cards and all of that. It happens in many, many places. We should talk. We, you mentioned the word Hallmark, and I said this is a Hallmark invented holiday, which it is just to make money, exploit people's emotions and expectations. But Hallmark movies, rom-coms, the most in, they're the most insidious, ridiculous. And I don't know about you, Dennis, I've been to a few weddings recently. And I can tell you that they're trying to live that dream. They're absolutely trying to recreate this this rom-com. I, I know I sound like an old lady. And I sound like I'm no fun, but I assure you, I'm fun and I'm headway fun. But it's yes. when it gets to be the point where you're, you're, you're on Pinterest, you're on the TikTok, and they're telling you, oh, but you've got to have this. No, you've got to have that. And all, and all it is, is getting you to buy, buy, buy more stuff with this idea yeah. that it will be a fairy tale yeah. and you will live happily ever after. Let me stretch that just a little bit with another approach that's taken that we've now more or less exposed, but maybe not so much. Remember the, well, I should say remember, look at how you still see occasionally the idea of uh, body shaming people who are what used to be called overweight or fat. And they would say, you can't have a life without losing 40 pounds, or you'll look better if you wear this kind of a dress, or you eat this diet, you'll do certain things, and that will make your life so much better and so forth. And it's all a form of manipulation. It, it, and now I know, I don't don't jump ahead of me. I know it's good thinking. It's, it's an attempt to help people have healthier bodies and so forth. I get that part, and I'm not opposed to any of that. I'm concerned about the ones that, are attempting to sell you something. Well, that's that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. When it's all, you're right. When it ends up with, if you only buy this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's manipulation. Now, so we've talked before on the show about persuasion and we're not talking about persuasion. This, the persuasion is something that you can see, observe, and get away from. But manipulation is something that you live with, something that it gets inside of you, something that wants you to do what is advertised or what requested or suggested. That, to me, that's a little bit nefarious when you get folks like that. You don't want to give them a choice. You want them to only do it this way or they can't be perfect. It can't work. That's manipulative as far as I'm concerned. 
Well, the the other side, we talked about Alan thing today with the love bombing, but there's the other flip side, which also could be a manipulator could do is disappoint you. So let so and this could be further in, further down the road, but you might have all these expectations and they just let you know uh, that you're not as important to them as you think you are. If you need to be taken down and because a manipulator doesn't want you on the floor all busted up because then they don't look good. But they still want you shining brighter than them. So they kind of like you like that helium balloon from the birthday party on day three. Mm-hmm. They want you hovering right there. Yeah. Yeah, just right there. And they, they're using all those cores of communication tactics to keep you there. So if you're on the floor and you're just completely falling apart, well, that's going to make them look bad. So they'll, they'll help you up. They'll pump you up. You're yeah, feeling I, confident. You're thinking that you're an accomplished human being and maybe you're proud of yourself. That's Rob, super fun for them. I recall having a client who will pull, who talked about relationship with his wife and so forth and most other things. And we got to the point of, I said, but well, what are you, you going to do about it? He said, well, I think what I'm going to do is buy her some, she, she loves lilies. I'm going to buy her some lilies and give her the lilies. I said, oh, that'd be nice. And then he said, yeah, because that'll make her feel like I see her. But I'm not going to include a vase. And she's very distinctive about vases. She wants it in a vase. I'm not going to do that. He said, why not? It's yes. not worth that much. What? He's going to manipulate her feeling by giving her the flower, but not the thing to put it in. That's a very subtle. He knows her. That's a very subtle way to manipulate her feelings, even though it looks like, Oh, look, I got two beautiful flowers. But no, that is manipulation as well. Well, especially when they say something like, well, did they come with a vase? And they say, oh, are you kidding me? As picky as you are, I would never give you a vase. Yeah, yeah. And then they, so they give and take it away at the same time. Same time. It's stunning sometimes how artful they are. Yeah. And this, you know, how you feel, if you feel icky. This is why we tell you, don't ignore the feeling. Feel like that was weird. That was odd. You need to write it down. You need to see the pattern. That's what's going to embolden you to control what you can control, which is, do you want to subject yourself to that? In the book, we've mentioned many, many times, if you've read it, if you haven't mentioned many times, this idea of a pattern. Manipulators have evolved in a way. In that they set a pattern of things. They see a pattern of operations, the way you operate and take advantage of that. But they have a pattern of operating too. Things that they say, things that they do, ways that they approach you. If you have something that's feeling a little uncomfortable, feeling this feel right and you can't quite put your finger on it, write it in your notes is what we've said many times. Write it in your notes. Only notes that you have hidden away somewhere. Talk about that in a second. Those notes that you have make a journal, which as you look at them over time, you realize, oh my God, this is not the first time. Keep it a journal for yourself. It's very helpful. And write it in your notes with Robin. Say something about secret journal. That stirs something different. Well, I want to say something about that. And then I actually want to say what we want to talk about next time. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about the side, the journal. Well, I realize this is what you said was a segue. The journal, yeah, you you definitely need to have a journal that cannot be found. They will go through all of your things. They do go through all of your things. They do go through your phone. 
This is what it's about control. They control for the sake of control. Mm-hmm. So and you think they're not doing that? They are. Yeah. They are. And they actually get excited about doing it. Oh. It's super fun for them. But Dennis, we, you had yeah. mentioned seeing the pattern. And what I'm going to talk about next week, if you're okay with it, is how we don't want to see the pattern. This is the resistance people have. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Because then what? Then I do something about it. And the doing something about it can freak people out. And so you can stay in these relationships for decades and decades. If you've seen Elvis Presley's movie, how he was completely coercively controlled by his manager, also the guy from, oh my God, Good Vibrations. What's his name? Beach Boys. Brian. Oh gosh. His dad is out of control. What'd you say? I know who you mean. Go ahead. I know everybody probably does, but I can't remember the guy's name. But the thing is that you, it, it's so, look at every movie and documentary. This is a really common thing, but guess what? It starts with communication. So they start with communicating with you. And then in this insidious, nuanced way, next thing you know, you're not yourself anymore and they're controlling you. And this is what we're here to help you with. And we will never run out of things to talk about. But they so much to it. It's a good topic for next week. We will talk about patterns and, and your vulnerability to patterns and recognizing them and how that can how that can really be helpful to you. And what would it be blocking you from from taking action and real seeing reality, seeing reality? Yeah, we will talk about that next week. And no, no problem. It, it's sometimes very hard to not just only to see these patterns, but it's sometimes hard to say that this loving card that I got from Hallmark. Is a manipulative tactic. No, maybe it isn't. Maybe you're not in in a relationship with a, with a manipulative. A lot of people are in, in normal health relationships. Oh, of course, of course. We're here to talk about. If you have had any of those suspicious, uncomfortable feelings that we've mentioned, you have it. That didn't seem quite right. Why does he talk to me that way? She says that. If you've had any of that, write it in your notes. It will become a pattern, and that pattern leads to these more obvious tactics that we've been talking about, like love bombing. This is a place where it could start. So be careful during Valentine's Day in listening to us talk about this, but we're coming up on Valentine's Day. Be sure that you recognize that it could be love bombing in a nefarious way. That's our thoughts. Next week, we'll talk about what's getting in your way. Yeah, 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 yeah. What what is your resistance to maybe seeing the pattern? Maybe you... And what, what is the benefit to not taking action? So there's a reason a lot of people stay trapped in these relationships. Before I forget, Dennis, because we've done a terrible job at, at this. We need you guys to rate our podcast. Yeah. And we also have a website, Outwit in Real Time. It's been revamped. The new one isn't up yet. But if you subscribe on that one, there's a subscribe button in the beginning and the homepage, uh, we will send you notification when our training is launched, which we are going to launch on a virtual training in March. So please go to outwitinrealtime.com. And we're, we're at the end, Dennis. Anything yeah. you'd like to add? I just want to say I, I really enjoy having you as a partner, Robin. Oh, oh you're not love bombing me at the end here, are you? No, see, see, yes, sir. Oh, no, I mean it. Oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining me. Jaded. I'm too jaded to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 
Jealous I, I for you. Uh, this is true. I am Dr. Robin <laughs> Golinski, and we are communication experts who love talking to you about these Thanks for being with us, and bye for now. Thank you for being with us today on today's episode of Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time. Robin and Dennis are seasoned communication experts, not medical or therapeutic professionals. The thoughts and opinions expressed are their own. If you, a loved one, or a friend are in an abusive or controlling relationship, you will find additional resources in the show notes for today's episode. Their book, Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time, is available on Amazon and Kindle. We invite you to be with us again next time, and Robin and Dennis will discuss ways of outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time. <laughs>